Hi everybody, welcome to Rachel's Reviews, and I'm really excited today. We're kind of bringing the Hallmarkies podcast to Rachel's Reviews today, uh, and we are—we had a free, I had a free Wednesday. I didn't know what to talk about, and a couple of months ago, I had done on Hallmarkies podcast, had done an underrated rom com uh, episode with my friend Jennifer Chandler, and she said, "Oh, do you want to do another one?" I was like, "Sure, absolutely," <laughs> but Hallmarkies is a little busy right now. <laughs> A lot of Christmas stuff going on over there. What? Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> just maybe. Uh, so I thought, well, let's do it on my channel, and it would be really fun. And she and Jennifer, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to be with you. Yeah, and I'll put a link to our original episode in the uh, uh, in the description if people can check it out. We also did an episode in I think 2018 or two, a while ago. We did one with um. Uh, with Sean, mm-hmm. uh, with Jennifer's husband, Sean, uh, where we were talking about our favorite rom-coms. So that was fun too. <laughs> yeah. That was good. So time. for people, I think everybody pretty much knows you, but for the record, why don't you introduce yourself to the channel? I am Jennifer Chandler. I am just a person who happens to be friends with Rachel. I met her <laughs> through my husband, who is a YouTuber, and that's how they became acquainted. Uh, he's Sean Chandler from Sean Chandler Talks About. So Rachel and I became friends and I come on every once in a while. (laughs) It's really just an excuse. Not that we need an excuse to talk because we do all the time, but it's kind of just, it feels like sometimes it's nice to just have an excuse. It's like a schedule, like you almost have to do it, which it's it's not a burden, but at the same time, it's like, oh, no excuses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Life can't get in the way because I have to record. (laughs) Yeah. And we also did have Jennifer on the Hallmarkies podcast in the All the Rest episode, mm. a preview that we do <laughs> where we previewed the uh, Peacock and Netflix and uh, all the other uh, the other Christmas movie content coming out. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. Although, as yeah. you've already said, uh, and other other things, no dear Satan clause this year is a little less saucy selection this year. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there was very little holiday horror. We did have that elves series. Yes. I think sci-fi or no Netflix. It's on Netflix. (laughs) The killer elves. It is creative. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, last year they had letters to Satan clause on sci-fi channel. They, they so, don't make it boring, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're tired of all Hallmark movies, then <laughs> go over to sci-fi. <laughs> that's amazing. But, but yeah, so we love rom-coms. No big secret there, right? <laughs> Safe to say. We talked a little bit last time about why we love rom-coms. But they're, you know, and a lot of people say, oh, they're so predictable. But I, I think there's something really, like, comforting in that predictability. Yeah, and I think agree? especially right now, I, I'm just hungry for not normal. Like, there is plenty of drama and yeah. despair and, you know, uh, uncharted chaos going on in real life. Yeah. Like, I don't need, <laughs> you know, I like I like for them to be unique and uh, break from the, the uh, mold every once in a while. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want them to all be monotonous and the same, but right. I don't feel like that's what I really 
experience when I watch rom-coms. Yeah. Like that, that's just not how I feel. I don't go, oh. it's like a breath of fresh air and it's an escapism sort of thing. So yeah, I, it was interesting in September, I covered the Toronto international film festival and uh, there, that there was one Saturday where I had seen like five, maybe even more movies. I was just, I'd watched all these really independent artsy, beautiful, you know, in, important films and some I enjoyed more <laughs> than others, but I, then they had the this movie Roadhouse Romance on Hallmark Channel, which was not a great film. <laughs> it was not very good. It sounds but, really good, <laughs> but I totally enjoyed it, and I was it was so relaxing. I can't even explain. Like I'm not going to tell you as a film critic that Roadhouse Romance is better than all those films I saw at TIFF, but I certainly enjoyed it more. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? I think that's so interesting about media in general, but movies in particular, just how different people will watch them and get something different out of it. And you're looking for something different in what you're watching. And it's just fun. Keeps it interesting. I I just needed to relax. And that's what the movie did for me. And, uh, uh, and it has Tyler Hines in it, who is one of everyone's favorite uh, hall stars. In fact, I actually got I got to interview Tyler today. Oh wow! <laughs> We're recording this on Sunday, <laughs> so yeah, he's great. He's so swoonworthy. You would love, uh, you would love his movies. I uh, he has such he's so he does such a good job of building chemistry between his co stars. We we kind of joke that a uh, you could have just somebody off the street be like, you're in a Tyler Hines movie. Here we go. And he'd be like, <laughs> I could just convince them they were in love with him. With him. <laughs> so. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> it's a superpower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, let's, uh, let's start our lists. So we have five, each have five movies of some of our favorite underrated rom-coms and uh i'll start so my first uh movie that i wanted to talk about is bride and prejudice this is from 2004 and i have to say that i have seen so many terrible versions of pride and prejudice in particular but jane austen where like it's only the names or like barely uh, (laughs) i mean hallmark is particularly bad about this uh, that they like to tag on that Jane Austen thing, but then like do nothing. And so I, I, I think my appreciation for this movie, which I always appreciated, has is I appreciate it even more now mm. because I know how bad so many versions are. Um, and this is a kind of a Bollywood esque version of of Pride and Prejudice. And so you have all the musical numbers and and uh, some of the other tropes of Bollywood and and people that are like true Bollywood fans would never say this is Bollywood, uh, but it's kind of I would say it's a way to kind of dip your toe into Bollywood, mm. <laughs> try because it's because uh, Bollywood films are notoriously long, very long. In fact, this week uh, for my foreign language family movie month. I reviewed a Bollywood film uh, that uh, it's called like stars on earth, which is delightful, but it is almost three hours long. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they love the long, 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 long movies. And this is only two hours and two minutes. So it's oh. like, <laughs> it's, it's nothing. Uh, but it has, 
Ashira Rai. I'm sorry. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but she is one of the most beautiful women in the world. She's absolutely stunning. Um, and then it has Martin Henderson. And if you're a fan of Virgin River, that is play he plays Jack on Virgin River, the lead. So that's kind of fun. That is fun. And it's directed by Grinda Chotter, and I love her. If you've ever seen Bend It Like Beckham, uh, I haven't. Her. I've wanted to see it, but I haven't watched oh, that yeah. one. It's a good one. And then she also did one it's the, that was a Sundance favorite of mine uh, from 2019 uh, called Blinded by the Light. It was a movie that I really loved uh, about this uh, Pakistani uh, kid in in uh, England in the 1980s that falls in love with Bruce Springsteen music and it like changes his life. And it was such a fun movie. I really that enjoyed it. That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. she's a great director and she's so like positive and she also did a one called um the vicaroy's house i think is what it was called uh with um hugh bonneville from downton abbey mm-hmm. um and that was also set in india she's she's just really cheerful and bright and fun and and this is a a, a really bright and cheerful and fun movie <laughs> and uh, you know i mean i love Pride and Prejudice when it's done well. Right. And uh, and so, yeah, I think this is fun. Have you ever seen this? I haven't. I've won. It's been on my list for forever. And I'm actually, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, no, that's one. I can't believe I haven't seen it. Like, <laughs> that's super up my alley. Um, I'll have to put it on for the next time that Sean's out <laughs> and about yeah. we're editing and I get to pick. <laughs> it looks like uh, that it is on uh, Pluto TV for free. Oh, there you go. In the Pluto TV app. You can play it. <laughs> but, uh, but what is your first pick? Uh, my first pick is Mickey Blue Eyes. And it's uh, got Hugh. I almost said Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Which is obviously not. A, <laughs> that would be a different tone there. <laughs> super different movie. Um, Hugh Grant. <laughs> and he's obviously British. I think he's British in every movie he's in. I don't think I've ever yeah. heard him do another accent, uh, which is actually part of the, the plot with this. But so he falls in yeah. love with. Uh, oh, I'm, I should have had my IMDb page. Isn't it Julianne Moore? Uh, it's Triple Horn. Oh, Triple Horn, yeah. Um, I actually haven't seen this, believe it or not. Are you kidding? Oh, we should have watched this when you were here. You have to come back so we can watch this one together. Um, So he falls in love with her, and everything seems fine on the up and up. He proposes, and everything goes south real fast. And it turns out she's a mobster's daughter. (laughs) She's trying to keep him away from the family, in quotes. And it's just hilarity ensues. At some point, Hugh Grant is trying to do like a mobster accent, which is just abysmal. Um, it's so, so great. Uh, I am super blanking at Khan. What is his name? I'm so sorry. I'm pulling up my IMDb now. Oh, James Khan? James Khan is the father. Oh, and nice. It, there's, there's one thing I really, the, there's uh, paintings in it that are religiously insensitive um and so that might be maybe something that would bother people but if you can look past that (laughs) the rest of the movie is hysterical and i if if nothing else just hugh grant trying to be a monster it's just (laughs) it's so funny so it's just it's just lighthearted and different and uh, i can't say too much without uh, spoiling some of the plot lines and twists and turns in it but it's just it's just a different sort of film 
and mm-hmm. uh, I I we'll love have it. To, uh, and our maybe our next episode we'll have to catch up with the ones that you haven't seen that I recommend, and the ones that I haven't seen that you yes recommend. I support this fun. plan. This is a good idea, okay. <laughs> and then we can like grade them or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's my, just a great cast. Yeah. It sounds really fun. Yeah. I, I I I think that sounds funny, uh, and and Hugh Grant can deliver the the humor. He totally yes. can. He's yeah. so fun. And he's hilarious mm-hmm. in this one. So anyway, mm-hmm. definitely well, whatever we need to do, get you to see it. We okay. Do that. Okay. Good. Well, my next pick uh, is a musical. This has been the year of musicals, and I think this one unfairly gets forgotten. It's called Calamity Jane. And this is a musical based on the, you know, the real person, obviously loosely based, uh, but uh, it's Doris Day and I adore, love and adore Doris Day. And she plays Calamity Jane and it's got Howard Keel, who's playing Wild Bill Hickok. And it has really fun songs. Uh, and uh, I just blew in from the Windy City. The Windy City is mighty pretty. And, <laughs> <It's catchy. laughs> songs. and of course, I mean, Doris Day is amazing great mm-hmm. singer i love she does she has a, a song called secret love which is beautiful and there's basically kind of a love triangle between uh they she falls in love with this um this uh lieutenant named danny uh but then there's this other woman there named katie brown who's like sort of your more traditional uh prairie woman and uh and so Katie Brown falls in love with Lieutenant Danny. And so then Calamity Jane gets very jealous. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, you know, you have Bill Hickok, who's like kind of, he's kind of like a Mr. Knightley sort of type, you know, like telling her, Spoon. you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of telling her, you know, how she should live her life and what she should do. And, and, uh, what, you know, why are you buttoning your nose at you know, other people's business? And, and they have great chemistry. And they're both great singers, Howard Keel and Doris Day. Um, and so this is just an underrated cl- uh, classic. It deserves more love, I think. I have have you ever it. heard of it? I've heard of it, but uh, have not seen it. I've, I've got a list that's growing longer pretty much every time you and I have a conversation <laughs> of things that I just have to watch that haven't, I haven't yet. But uh, it's on the list. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fun. I really think you would like it. And like I said, the music is really, is really charming, charming. So, uh, all right. What's your next pick? Oh, I'm so mortified that I'm even saying this on a recorded line or like, I just, I'm just going to have to go for it and suffer the consequences. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Eurovision song contest, the story (laughs) of fire saga, um, I have to say the first time we watched this, I was mortified. I was like, that's so crass and so not my sense of humor, but the music was amazing. And I went back time and time again. I think I watched it like six times the first week that it came out. Like, <laughs> is it a, ro- I didn't know it was a romance. I've uh, never seen it. And I, so it's really hard <laughs> to talk because I don't feel like I can in good conscience actually say, please go watch this because I understand it is a extremely specific flavor. Again, when I watched it, I didn't think it was mine. There's like nude statues and a lot of crass jokes and, but it's uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams uh, are the primary two and they are um, in Iceland and Will Ferrell 
dreams of becoming a Eurovision contest winner like his whole life and so they've got a little band <laughs> they play in Iceland and you know not don't get a whole lot of attention and then lo and behold they get <laughs> to Eurovision and uh, Dan Stevens is in it and Pierce Brosnan is in it yeah. um, and it's just it's ridiculous I, I make no I, I'm under no illusions that this is an actually good movie but the music is gorgeous mm-hmm. and the cinematography is actually really lovely as well um, I love the very opening scene that like is panning everything's really blue and white and it's like ships <laughs> in a frozen sea um, it's, it's gorgeous it's it's ridiculous my children uh, specifically my three-year-old will ask for this <laughs> she calls it <laughs> not the movie uh, the soundtrack <laughs> just <Okay>. to clarify <laughs> um, she calls it volcano man and so she asks for Volcano Man, and I feel both like I'm winning at parenting and have completely failed on all fronts because she knows what this is. But there's all sorts of cameos. I'm not really into the. Do you know what Eurovision is? I, I know vaguely what it is. Okay, so it's basically a European American Idol. I'm sure that's offensive to to people that actually follow it. I uh, would assume that they think that American Idol is a substantially subpar version of Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess Will Farrell's wife is from Europe and he's oh, yeah. actually super obsessed with Eurovision. And so this movie in a weird way was kind of a tribute to all the things that he loves about the contest. Um, and so they had a bunch of previous winners and participants kind of do cameos. And I, I knew nothing of this until I actually saw the movie. So I don't know who any of them are, but um, when I was looking them up as actors, I was like, oh, they're not an actor. They're actually a Eurovision uh, contestant. How cool. So it's yeah, different, but the music is still good. I didn't realize <laughs> it was a romance. Yes, I would say so. Uh, they're mm. childhood friends. She's in love with him and he's fixated on winning this contest. And it's just kind of the battle oh. between what their priorities are and who wins out in the end. And I won't nice. tell you, but oh, I just please, if you watch it, keep in mind. That I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's there's just enough good hey, in it. I watch I Hallmark it. movies as a li- for a living, I so I ju- it, this is just like I said, it's a little bit on the raunchier side of comedy, and uh-huh. I really, you know, like dodgeball that not quite that, but that kind of vibe. And okay, you know, Will Ferrell. I guess you could pretty safely say most of his things, except for Elf. <laughs> but uh yeah like anchorman and stuff yeah, like that but then yeah. if nothing else i do suggest the soundtrack there's some just amazing songs in it and that that's why i kept going back and then it was like a week later and i was like crap i actually like this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh what? it was mortifying but well, i do love it anyway yeah against hey, you all gotta odds. own it i i it's know like talladega nights yeah i <laughs> That movie's hilarious. I I own it that I I really love that movie. That's <laughs> it's amazing. Really funny. But maybe you will like this. I don't know. If you check it out, let me know. I'd be very mm-hmm. curious. But like I said, yeah. I, I my endorsement comes with a big caution <laughs> sign, <laughs> a big disclaimer. <laughs> well, as my friend Ryan likes to say, we're taking a hard left. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. <laughs> Um, but we are still in the world of musicals, but we're going back to 1948 for my Ooh. <laughs> And we are talking about Easter Parade, one of my favorite movies. Oh, wow. I love Easter Parade. I I know this is 
maybe unpopular opinion for especially for someone who covers Christmas movies like I do. But I think that Easter Parade is even better than White Christmas. Oh, it's got Judy Garland in it. Judy Garland, who I love and adore, Mm. Fred Astaire. Um, and it's got Irving Berlin, who did also White Christmas uh, music. And uh, it's got so many great songs. It's a simple idea. It's basically he's this professional dancer, performer, and he his um, partner uh, kind of leaves him. And so he needs to find somebody else. And he ends up kind of recruiting this, um, this naive uh, chorus girl uh, to be his partner. And of course, kind of sparks, uh, sparks fly. And there's just so many great songs. Mm-hmm. I love I'm just a fella, a fella with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a really here, folks. <laughs> Rihanna has nothing on you. <laughs> there's a classic song called A Couple of Swells that they sing together. It's really funny. Stepping Out With My Baby. That's a very famous song. Um, and of course the, the title song Easter parade and there's just Fred Astaire was such a great performer and there's Mm -hmm. a whole song where he, uh, it's him and this hat, his top hat. And the the way that he basically has this top hat is sort of his partner for this song and the things he does with it as he's dancing is really great. And so it's got the great songs, great chemistry, um, and, uh, it's, it's just, I think an underrated classic. I mean, it, it, many people love it, but I just don't feel like it's one that kind of like Calamity Jane. I don't feel like it's one that you hear about when people are talking about, Oh, the great musicals that have been, you know, made, uh, the, you know, people talk about Oklahoma, people talk about, you know, other, other movies, but this, I would put way up there, way high. I love it. And I have reviewed it for family movie night. Uh, I think it's so fun. Um, but have you ever seen Easter Parade? I haven't. I was just looking at the the um, cover looks familiar, like the mm-hmm. poster, but I don't think I ever actually did watch it. So and maybe it's part again, of the difference adding between to my list. Uh, between being <laughs> maybe it's part of the difference between being tied to Easter versus being tied to Christmas. You know, if it was a Christmas movie, maybe it would have a little bit more of a you know legacy uh but um i love it i think it's great it looks great i love judy garland and fred astaire mm-hmm. so i'll have to check it out yeah it's so good um so what is your next pick <laughs> my next pick is what happens in vegas <laughs> <laughs> i've been looking forward to this one since <laughs> this is actually i think what started my second list like i mentioned it kind of in passing when we did our last conversation yeah. And you reacted so strongly to it. I was like, oh, well, I can't go into it really right now, but I need to defend it. <laughs> well, you asked me, you said, which is one that you don't like? And I said, well, what happened in Vegas? The reason why I, I, maybe I should say first, the reason why I don't like this movie is because I just think the two leads are so unlikable and they're so like hateful to each other that like mm-hmm. I'm not really invested in their romance. That's fair. And so it just becomes kind of a bit of a, you know, a slog for me. Yeah. Um, you have to make your characters like more likable or if they're going to be opposites attract, you have to kind of make that switch of, Oh, all of a sudden we're liking each other like sooner than this movie does, but that's my defense. But what about what, what's your defense of why you like it? 
I I don't really know. I just watched it recently <laughs> after we talked about it. And I there are some things that I really didn't like about it. And it was mainly actually the character's behavior with their like colleagues or friends. Um, I found that to be more unlikable than them with each other. Um, it's it's just kind of that, you know, they she gets dumped. He gets uh, by uh, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Nonetheless, I was like, it's Ted Lasso. I forgot he was even in it. Oh, um, I, I forgot that too. Yeah. So she was dating him and he dumped her and she was heartbroken. And um, Ashton Kutcher is like working for his dad and he gets fired. So they're both down in the dumps. They go to Vegas. They find each other. And I guess to me, they kind of find someone who believes in them unexpectedly. But then, uh, you know, hijinks ensue. They wake up. They were married. Oops. <laughs> and they win like $3 million. Um, and the judge, instead of just giving them an annulment like they want and splitting the money, is like, no, you have to actually try <laughs> to, to be married. And assigns them to a wedding at marriage counselor. It's Queen Latifah. And, oh, I forgot she was in yeah. it. <laughs> and it's just, it's just bananas. And there's, you know, there's definitely flaws with it. It is not a perfect film. But eventually, I feel like they kind of start, the things that brought them together in the first place um, start to come out more. And I think the ugliness recedes and we see more of the supportive things and them bringing out positive in each other. So I think that's why I like it. Um, it's, I, I don't know. I, I won't make a, a super impassioned defense. Of course, you're allowed not to like it. I just think it's so cute. And it's one of my guilty pleasures. Um, like it's, it's just one of the ones if I can't think of what to put on or I want to watch something fun, it is definitely on my, my short list of, Oh, let's watch this one. <laughs> I mean, I think that Ashton Kutcher gets tons of flack and I'm not saying he's like the greatest actor, uh, ever but i think he's like serviceable sure i think he's better than maybe given credit for and because i i guess my guilty pleasure ashton kutcher movie is um no strings attached mm-hmm. i haven't seen that one it's i mean it's it's r-rated <laughs> but it's got like a great cast uh, and it came out the same time as friends with benefits mm-hmm. uh with justin i Timberlake, remember but- that because i was like what is going on everyone's got all these <laughs> All these friends with benefits relationships happening in Hollywood. Well, that's no surprise, yeah. I suppose. But I prefer <laughs> No Strings Attached to yes. Friends with Benefits. I think they have better chemistry. I think it's funnier. I mean, and No Strings Attached has an incredible cast. You've got Natalie Portman, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Kevin Klein, Greta Gerwig, Lake Bell, Ludacris, Jake Johnson, Mindy wow. Kaling. Yeah, it has an incredible cast. I think it's funny. Um, and I, like I said, I think they have good chemistry my favorite, well, do you want me to, do you care if I spoil joke? No, no. Okay. My favorite joke in the movie is, is, uh, he's trying to like bond with her, you know, and trying to be like more considerate and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And so he makes her a, he makes her a, a period, uh, mixed CD thing. <laughs> like good sunscreen <laughs> on your period and it's like and then they have like bleeding love you know from oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I that was so funny and doesn't that seem like totally the kind of thing that like a guy would do that's like kind of clueless yeah like trying really <laughs> hard your heart's in the I'm right really place tra- but are you kidding me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome 
<laughs> that's yeah. fantastic. So I just think and then there's a scene towards the end where she's listening to the period uh <laughs> <laughs> crying. Like, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Does it go so. with chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> so I think no strings attached. I that's not on my list, but that's a bonus. I think it's I think it's underrated. I yeah, think I it's think, funny. I think he's he's got chops. Um yeah. it's you know, whether he's put in the right film or with the right uh, co-star I mean, even Cameron Diaz like if she was ever listening to this and heard me say something negative I'd just throw myself under a bus but um I she's just kind of weird for me like sometimes she really hits it and sometimes she doesn't and then she's got kind of moments where mm-hmm. I I feel and this is a personal problem for me I get like uh secondhand embarrassment like really bad <laughs> from watching movies and so if, if I feel like she is actually in real life embarrassed but she's pretending not to be because she's acting. I get super embarrassed for her. So that happens a couple times. It happens in this movie. It happens also in the holiday. And I just, I want mm, to yeah. freak out. But again, she's great. <laughs> if, she, if if I met her in person, I would say nice things. And I'm not trashing her, but yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's she is definitely hit and miss. I mean, I love best, my best friend's wedding and, but I that heard the Annie oh, she was she in. She sings in that one. At the, I'm I sorry, that's so wedding. I just want to die. I just I, I have I hate that scene. Yeah, oh, I hate that Annie, having Annie so much. But <laughs> <laughs> my next pick is actually a kind of a double pick. Ooh, because yes, where I know I'm just cheating all over the place. We're talking about <laughs> Fever Pitch, and you probably don't even know that there are two versions of Fever Pitch. I didn't There's until you mentioned English it now. one. And then there's the American one. And in this case, this one of the rare, because usually when they do that, like one is remarkably better than the other. You know, it's like when they remake a European film. Right. Uh, usually the European is way better. <laughs> but in this case, both of them are actually really good. And I think it's because both of them are based on a Nick Hornby novel. And Nick Hornby is just such a great writer. Uh, and he does he does a really good job of writing stories about kind of obsession and why we work and why we do things that we do. And, and, uh, and uh, he wrote um, uh, about a boy as well. Mm, I love that. that movie. It's been a thousand years since I've seen it, but I watched yeah. it a lot back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 90. And it's so good. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love that book and I love that movie. And, and he did fever pitch and the, um the English one was from uh, the British one is from 1997. It starts Colin Firth and it's, uh it's, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Colin and he's Firth? obsessed with a football team. So if you've gotten <gasps> really into or soccer, if you've gotten really into Ted Lasso, then this one might be your jam, <gasps> uh, which I know you have. That is going to the um, top of my list. <laughs> he's obsessed with, you know, with this football team. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's basically the same story, but one has, you know, football and one has baseball. Um, in the, um, uh, in the American one, this was from 2005 and stars Drew Barrymore and and um, uh, and uh, Jimmy Fallon, and uh, the there's I mean I love the whole core story about these. You've got the one they're both they both have obsession. Mm. She's obsessed with work, and he's obsessed with the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, and they they the the amount of growth I think the characters the screenplay is so good, mm-hmm. and and you really get a lot of growth between these characters and they both have their flaws and i just really really like it i think it's really funny um but one of the cool things about this movie is that the red sox hadn't won a world series or even like 
been in the, I don't think even in the playoffs, they, they had just for years, like 50 years, like a long time. And uh, as they were filming this movie, uh, they, the Red Sox won the World Series. I and love so it. they literally like changed um, what they were doing in the plot because they, uh, they ended up involving kind of the World Series run in the story. And I mean, it's just so crazy because like I said, they hadn't won in so long. And, uh, and so that's really fun that, uh, that they happened to catch this 2004 playoff run when they were filming the the movie. And, uh, so I think that makes it kind of special. It is very and, serendipitous. Yeah. Really cool. And I love just one scene where, uh, he sees the players, uh, going out to eat after a big loss and, and uh, he's like, he realizes himself, he's like, they did a good job. They, you know, they tried their best, like, because everybody, they're, him and all his buddies are all depressed. And, right. Um, and so he realizes that, uh, that he realizes he's kind of a moment of truth for him and his character. And it's really good. And they have great chemistry. And so I think it's, a, I, I feel like you, you never hear it talked about as one of like the great rom-coms but i really like it i think I do, it's really good I do too and it's one i forget about like i don't know why but when i'm having conversations with friends about what movies i like or what rom-coms i like or whatever it doesn't come up very often just like you said and it it should i love that movie every yeah. time i watch it i just get all the warm fuzzies and mm-hmm. i i love the how it starts off so great because it's like their schedules are perfectly balanced and then all of a sudden life gets more real and then they're kind of out of whack and how do they, <laughs> how do they adjust uh, their expectations and, you know, pick and prioritize mm-hmm. their, their values. So it's, it's really sweet and cute. And I think it deals with a bunch of serious things in a, a funny, lighthearted mm-hmm. way. Cause it starts out with them both being fine with their obsessions. Yes, but then, exactly. You know, as things, as things progress. So it, it's a, it's a really good script. And it's also got Marissa Jarrett Winokur, who was on Hairspray. She's fun. Is one of her friends. Um, I like all of her friends. Uh, so it's a good one. It is a good one. What is your next pick? My next pick, I was stuck. Um, so I think I was, I was stuck between what if or about time. I couldn't decide, but I think what if was one that you did before and that's how I found out about it. So, um, I just props to you. You were correct. It is underrated. (laughs) It almost made the list twice. I Um, just told my, my friend, uh, Steph Koza was, um, it was just like, I need a, I need an upper, I need a good movie. And I was like, watch what if I I know you're like, and she came back. She's like, it was so good. (laughs) Yes. Yep, mad props to you. You are correct. But because it has already been on one, um, and I don't think I actually bit the bullet on this one last time, and a lot of people in your Twitter uh, feed had suggested about time. I just, it's it's kind, it's definitely got some comedic elements, but it's also also got some drama. Um, but it is one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, sacrilegious, but I might almost put it above While You Were Sleeping, which is seriously my all-time favorite um yeah high praise yeah it's i love it and you know obviously everyone's not gonna love what i love but they're domino gleason is so great so endearing so charming and then rachel mcadams she's already in another movie on my list so clearly i'm a big fan bill nye is the dad um he's fantastic 
Margot Robbie's in it, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, she's like the the lost love or the the one that got away kind of. But um, I just I just love it, and it's such yeah. an, a unique story um, in in and of itself as a a romance. It would be really interesting, but then there's a plot twist that I don't know if it's shown in the trailer, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but it definitely it it makes it a completely different kind of rom com. So it on the one hand fits the mold, and on the other hand deviates. But it, it it's a, a super win, and I love they go to a um I don't even know if it has a name, but you eat in the dark. And and that's oh. how that's how they meet. Oh, one of on those their, dating things. Yeah, so they go they go into a restaurant and they're like blindfolded, and then all the lights are off, and you just eat in the dark. And, and it's some sort of I don't know why like, that would freak mm-hmm. me out to be honest, but it was so <laughs> sweet in the film, and it worked so well um, as their little meet cute. Yeah. So it, I love I, it. It's shocking. I have not seen this movie. Oh, I know. Rachel, my heart just broke into a thousand tiny pieces. <laughs> I need to book a flight. We'll watch Mickey blue eyes and then we'll watch uh, about time. I it's on Netflix now. Um, It is so, so, so good. And now that I know you haven't seen it, I feel like I can't say anything else in case I spoil anything, (laughs) but I, I cannot imagine you wouldn't love it. Um, I've had so many people tell me that, and that would really be so much fun. Maybe for we'll have to do like Valentine's Day or something like yeah. that. Well, and I'm a, be fun. I know <laughs> maybe uh, when Sean and I were dating, he lived in South Carolina and I lived in Texas, and so we would do dates on the phone, and we would get a DVD and we'd hit play at the same time. That's so cute! So I love that. So we would that. watch movies at the same time. So if we have to get that creative, Rachel, I've done that before. I can I can do it again. We can watch <laughs> well, that's a, a movie over the phone. <laughs> that's what we do for our watch-alongs for our patrons. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We watch that, and we get all the behind the scenes. It's really fun. So, uh, well, very good. My last suggestion, my last pick is a movie called Prime. And this is from 2005. And this is not Hallmark friendly. This is definitely pretty spicy, this movie. <laughs> but I enjoy it. I think it's I think it's underrated. It's uh, Uma Thurman and it plays this woman who is kind of like a hippie type kind of woman. Uh, and uh, she's uh, recovering from like a broken heart. And uh, she's so she's seeing a therapist played by Meryl Streep and (laughs) Meryl Streep has a son who's like 19, 20, something like that. And Uma Thurman's like in her 30s, at least. And uh, 37. She's 37, recently divorced. And uh, so she starts to date a younger man and she's telling, you know, her therapist about it and. Um, and then over the course of, of, of a couple of visits, uh, Meryl Streep's character starts to realize that, that Uma Thurman is dating her son. <laughs> and so it's oh very funny. She's funny. You know, she's trying to figure out like, what's the ethical thing to do? <laughs> and uh, they have great chemistry. Brian uh, Greenberg and Uma Thurman have really good chemistry and Meryl Streep's funny and i don't know i just i really like it i think it's it's one that again you never hear talk about but i think it's i think it's good yeah i haven't seen that one Mm -hmm. putting it on the list (laughs) (laughs) and like i said it is pretty spicy so (laughs) well i remember the uh i remember the cover 
Mm-hmm. But I never saw it. Yeah. So what is your last pick? My last pick is Bewitched from 2005 with uh, Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman. It's Nora Ephron. So. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I didn't even think about it when I put it on the list, but Nicole Kidman is now going to be Lucille Ball in that other movie. So I found it really interesting that she's like these two super iconic. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's ladies. Point. But um, Kristen Chenoweth is in it. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, Michael Caine. I can't remember if I said Will Ferrell out loud or just thought of it. <laughs> but I just realized, though, I have two movies with Rachel McAdams and two movies with Will Ferrell. So I don't know what's wrong with me. But it's, <laughs> it's I think what I like about it is it's not a, um, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what I like most about it is it's not just a remake. It's not Bewitched again. It's yeah. It's the process of, they're, they've decided they're going to make the Bewitched show and Will Ferrell's going to star in it and he's got to find his Samantha. And so it's like casting calls and trying to figure all this out. And obviously the, the twist is that uh, she is an actual witch. And so all of the hijinks that come from that is she's trying to, to live a, a normal life but gets thrust into the spotlight as one of the most iconic television witches ever. Um, and then just kind of falling in love or not mm-hmm. <laughs> like trying, yeah. trying to figure out, you know, how it's all going to fall. And I, I just think it's fun. It's lighthearted. Um, that's again, another one. If I'm just looking for an escape, um, that's a, a solid choice for me personally. Yeah, I, just, I agree. I yeah. This movie got really slaughtered by the critics when it came out, but I, I think it's funny. I, I like, uh, the you know the I mean I love Nora Ephron's writing I think she's an incredible writer and the way she does banter and the way she just kind of does commentary and like Will Ferrell is just like in hin- just unhinged enough to be funny because <laughs> <laughs> so he starts true. to get really worried because like the first Darren in uh, they, they just replaced him on uh, <laughs> uh, this, in on <laughs> Big Witch he's yeah. like you just replaced me and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of meta, and uh, so I agree. I think it's a fun movie. I I enjoy it. So let us know if uh, if you have any suggestions uh, in the comments. We'd love to hear what you have to say or on Twitter. And Jennifer, where can people follow you? Um, I am available on Twitter at PB and Jedi. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also, uh, you make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is really fun and we talk tons of rom-coms on the patreon group so please please support us on the patreon all the information is in the description we also have our merch store which has tons of fun designs so please take a look at that at that and thanks so much jennifer this is really fun it was fun thank you so much (laughs) all right we'll talk to you all later bye everyone bye